Yeah, I mean, and then, well, we're going to launch this hoe right away because there's really no reason. <laughs> this is, it's timely. It's timely. I'm ready. You sure ready? Everybody's ready. <laughs> Welcome, oh, yeah. everybody. It's a special Practical Shooting After Dark. Um, as close as we get to a live episode. Tonight's episode should be a... Well, I think it's going to be a trash fire of epic proportions. We've got five guys on here tonight to talk about what's going on in the USPSA. On deck tonight, Mr. Kim. Hello. Mr. Rizzy. How you doing? Mr. Turner's back. Hey, guys. Don't see him that much. And Area 3 Director, Mr. Hopkins. Hi. How are you? Guys, so, uh, I mean, I think we all have a lot to say. The, uh, the bylaw changes have dropped finally like what they're going to be all of my my instagram shenanigans and the video like it's been months of uh waiting for this i'd say since foley got got the uh got the axe and things started happening in the uspsa now we well, finally get to see what the board's uh if you ask some board members it's been like a decade in process right yeah bruce one's been talking about this for the last uh, 37 years i think <laughs> i don't remember what he said he's been talking about it for a while but so uh um, where I think we should just like we're gonna go round go go round the horn and uh, like a lot of us have things to sound off on, um, and we'll just go topic by topic, go right around and uh, until we run out of things to say. Then we've got a couple questions that are related, and it uh, you know we'll, we'll get to it. So Hopkins, you're on the board. Yeah, we, we see the bylaw changes now. Yep. I'll, I'll I think I'll tag him into this or I'll put a link to him in this YouTube video. Yeah, it sounds if I, good. If I can figure out how to do that. Um, what uh, what do you got to say, Matt? Well, first thing I got to say is the board is asking for your comments. Now, some board members have publicly stated that it doesn't matter what you say. So go ahead and send it in. They're going to come up with either number of people in their area or number of members in this organization and say that, why should we listen to these X number of people that is a vocal minority? But I'm still going to tell you to please send in your comments. We need to see them good or bad for or against changes or anything like that. So, so even though there are board members that have physically said in board meetings, in person, in leaked documents that came out, that it doesn't matter what you say. They're not going to listen to you because they're going to come up with other stuff, but you still got to send in your comments. Um, yeah, sending in your comments is helpful because you can say you did later on. It does affect them emotionally. Like <laughs> a couple of them are losing sleep over this, which I find funny. So that's that's why I haven't slowed down the, uh, the, the beat down I've been laying down on Instagram. That has not slowed down just just for just because, uh, frankly. Yes. Matt, now one refrain we hear from board members, I mean, I've heard it and I know they say this stuff. I know yeah. they do. Is like they value in-person comments more than Yeah, there's emails. one actually that specifically said he puts more weight on in-person comments than an email that's set, sent in. And releasing these in the winter, I don't know how many in-person comments you're going to get. So I don't know how you would quantify that feedback either. Well, I'd say generally speaking, the in comment in person comments of this nature, it's going to be the least truthful. I would I would think. The yeah, anonymous well, online comments are likely to be the most truthful. Well, there there's the element too of what you seek, you're probably going to find. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. We like I, I do remember yep. Leighton uh, going on Go Fast, Don't Suck and saying, hey, um, everyone supports what we're doing. Like I'm talking to people, they support what we're doing. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing specifically? He's like, no, we can't talk about that yet. And it's like, wait a second. Um, so if, you, if you're telling people half the story in person and then they say they support you, that doesn't really mean a whole lot, does it? You, you'll find what you want to find in person, I believe. You can't control who sends an email. It's also yeah. a way for you not to be able to quantify your facts. You can say you talk to X number of people. There's no way to actually quantify that. But if we get comments in or emails in, you can 100% quantify that. And I, let me tell you also, all the comments that come in are going or at least able to be accessed by every area director. So every area director can see the comments that are coming in. So there's no way, unless you specifically email your own area director and put no one else on it, that they can say they did not see those comments. Okay. Matt, do you, do you recommend, I know that there's like the official comments portal for members to send comments. And you said that the, it, when I send mine in as area six guy, you'll still be able to re read it. But if people yes. are also going to send an email, do you, as an area director, is it better like to copy another area directors or would you prefer? To yes, just it is 100% get... better to copy all area directors in on it. Yeah. President also. All right, good. Let's, uh, let's go to the next guy. Uh, Mr. Kim, I know yes. you've got stuff you want to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. Just pick the pick. The, pick something interesting there <laughs> yeah so uh the draft uh i got an email from uspsa official i think every member got this email uh saying hey this is a draft for the uh upcoming change in the bylaws uh, that, and also by the way that's where you can find comments link to this bylaw change and i i looked at the original bylaws and the draft bylaws side by side and in my opinion, the most important thing from the bylaw, just like any country's laws, the, the purpose, objects and purpose, I think that's definitely important. Because basically, this is stating the purpose of our organization, USPSA. The original purpose, there's six points. Uh, I won't read every word by word, but let me read the keywords in the beginnings. So number one, to promote. Number two, to educate. Three, to train, to set forth rules, to assist in safety and fairly holding practical shooting, and to set forth a system to train, develop athletes for the competition. So as I read these key notes, yeah, promote, educate, train, set forth rules, assist, and all these things are for members. So the purpose of this organization is for members. And by definition, nonprofit organization is an entity that's organized for public benefit or social benefit. And to me, it's perfectly fit nonprofit organization purpose. And it's definitely member focus. Now let's take a look at the draft one for new bylaw purposes. <laughs> now what they're trying to do over here in terms of USPSA, the purpose of USPSA is now, first one, to sponsor to establish a system, to establish a program, to raise money, to engage in such activities as are necessary. 
all of these key terms are for the corporation. What they're trying to establish, what they're trying to do, the purpose of the organization is now to have power for the organization, the corporation, like to make money, to engage engage activities as necessary, meaning if it's for the corporation purpose, then we will do to sponsor who who's sponsoring here the corporation is so although all of these is to gain power for the corporation rather than to serve the members this is not a member focused purposes now it's a corporation focused purposes now as we are looking here the purpose of the organization is changing what this means is this organization is going to be completely different in terms of like the the purpose is different basically we're comparing it to kind of like south korea and north korea i grew up <laughs> in the only divided country in the world fortunately i was in the south korea and when we look at south korea and north korea the purpose of the two countries are very different south korea is member focus i should say citizen focus the people focus giving people the freedom giving people the power however the other side of korea is totally the opposite is to benefit the body of government it could be of course it could be a person because they have a dictator so as as a government or as the purpose of each two country has different system where south korea is from citizen to the government the other way around bottom to high in the pyramid but in north korea's case the dictator or person or the government to the bottom in terms of benefit levels. So as you can see, after 50 years of different purpose of these two countries, we can clearly see the country that values the member, or I should say citizens, and giving citizen freedom and power is obviously a good way we can think of it. Yes, yes. this draft change is not changing a rule set or small little bit of detail. It is changing the purpose of the organization and more. Yeah. Any comments on that from the peanut gallery? Because that seemed like a fairly cogent point. I, I think you file this under people will always tell you the truth, even if they don't mean to. <laughs> I would. My thinking is they're just changing it to reflect how they've been operating. They're not like changing it to like, hey, we're going to operate in this way. They're just changing so I will, it. I will make I will have one comment on this now. The reason for this change that I've been told, now I've not seen anything official from the legal counsel or anything like that, so this is just what we've been told, that this section has to mirror the Articles of Incorporation for the corporation when it was incorporated. So I don't know at what point in the past that this got changed away from that, or if it never did, or if the guidance we're being given is not 100% correct. I don't know. We've had this legal Are you counsel. saying you, you suspect USPSA's lawyers not very good? We've had this legal counsel for a long time. How is this the first time they have noticed that this is an error? That's my yeah. question. Well, because they changed the bylaws on the regular, right? They've literally changed the bylaws at least every year for the last decade. At <laughs> least every year. Okay, so, so I don't know how this is the first time this has been found, but right. that's what we're being told as a board. 
I've not seen any guidance from them, like specifically from the legal counsel to the board. Great. All right, Frank, tell, tell, tell me something interesting. Well, as the president of a nonprofit, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. I can tell you that. That's, <laughs> that's number one. Um, so Friday, Friday night, uh, on my way to work, I get this email from USPSA. It says, uh, hey, these are the proposed uh, bylaw changes. I was like, all right, cool. I could actually uh, have time to read this. So I open up the, the document and I get this, a bunch of 18 pages that say draft on it. I'm like, okay, great. Where are the changes? What exactly <laughs> did you change in these bylaws? And uh, I don't see any document that says uh, what exactly, what changes are they looking to make? What were the old, uh, the old language? What's the new language? None of that. So to me, first and foremost, it looks like they're trying to hide something. That's number one. I mean, well, it's, don't it's, they it's, normally send out the change log with this stuff? Uh, normally, when they change the rules, every time they've done it, I get a change log. And that's what huh. I was expecting to see. Frank, so, that's, that's weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I had to go to social media to get this document <laughs> with a uh, side by side comparison and the rules uh, highlighted that were changed, uh, the original rules and the new rules. So, and as I'm going through it, uh, I'm reading through this document. There's quite a few things that stand out to me. I made a whole bunch of notes over here. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. First and foremost, in section just pick, five. Just pick one thing. We're going to keep going around the horn. So I'll, I'll, just, I'll just pick one, the first thing that I got. So, the first <laughs> thing that I noticed would actually, I actually, believe it or not, I think it's a good change. Uh, they got rid of the uh, the section on proxy. So, previously, it looks like a director was able to have a proxy. If they couldn't make it to an in-person meeting, uh, someone else was able to vote uh, as their proxy, which uh, to me, that's 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 not a good thing. You know, if you want if you want to make an informed decision about what's going on, you need to be at the meeting in person. No one should be able to vote as your proxy. So that's pretty much the only good thing that I took out of this is they got rid of the the proxy voting. Ooh, but then good. in the next section on the section 510 on the board meetings, they totally eliminated section one of two of that, which says that current USPSA members are allowed to attend the in-person board meeting as observers. So, you know, I go to the changes and I'm looking, uh, where the hell's that section? There is none. The board of director meeting shall be closed to individuals and organizations other than those authorized by the board of director policy, period. So, I don't know, I have a major issue with that. Why can't the members come there and observe the board meeting? They would well, they be able to observe any meeting, not just in person. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually I, lobbied to take out the in-person text on the original bylaws that are out now and not replace it with anything. That was overruled, though. Now, now, Matt, I have heard, like, again, the unintentionally, I think Bill Duda's been doing the Lord's work with uh, Go Fast, Don't Suck, interviewing <laughs> these people. Um, because you just kind of hear what they say, and it's like, like, they're... I, I don't remember who it was, but one of one of the board members was on there saying like that you'd lose the level of candor if they live stream the meetings or something like that. And I think I honestly I think this really is a generational thing. Like for us, like we're we're used to it. Like we put out like podcast every week, say crazy shit, say whatever comes to your mind. No one really cares. You, you know, it's just like if like the idea that you can't like you can have a like if, if you live stream the board meeting and guys just batting ideas around, like they'd get in trouble for that somehow. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's that's definitely been talked about. I 
I don't know. I think there's several, there's at least one board member that likes to gossip on there and talk about individuals and their status and stuff like that. So I think that would actually affect that. But that point, should you actually be doing that as a board member? Gossiping in board meetings? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's keep it moving. Tyler, tell me something interesting. The big thing that's missing in this draft set of bylaws is a mechanism or a provision uh, by which we can recall area directors. I'm You're just saying about, that because you live in Area 6, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it could benefit anyone in any, any area. Um, if this is really about checks and balances, that seems to me an important one that uh, the constituents of a particular area, if uh, an area director is not uh, representing them the way they see fit, um, or if there's some impropriety, I think uh, who better than his, his or her constituents to uh, make that determination as it stands um, there is no way for that's, that's wrong. There is a way to get rid of board members that aren't performing. The board uh, removes them. You <laughs> that's, didn't let that's me. There. That, that's yeah. theirs. <laughs> you're, you're right. You didn't let me finish. Uh, I said there's no way for an individual uh, member uh, to to do that to remove a board member, whether um, you know they just they don't like the way they're. Uh, uh, ruling at, at board meetings or if they're not present or whatever else. Um, shouldn't it be more localized control that if the constituents themselves see problems, shouldn't, wouldn't they be best equipped, number one, and wouldn't they be best um, uh, served by being able to make that determination as opposed to area directors from areas that are not beholden to those constituents? So I, I would encourage all of you who will send comments and emails, please include that in there. Uh, they, they need to include a provision by which we can uh, petition for recall. They need to put in a mechanism by which that would happen. Um, I would uh, strongly encourage that. Yeah, I think uh, I think you got a better chance of Congress imposing term limits on themselves <laughs> than that happening, to be quite yeah, honest. They don't have term limits in there either, buddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Not, not not with the current board of directors anyway. Well, if it's about checks and balances, you know, if, if we are to take them at their word, but that's what fundamentally this is about, that seems to me, uh, to me to be an important one that we are missing. Well, kind of related to what you're talking about, Tyler, they have new provisions for what happens when an area director vacates their seat. They do? They do. So instead of, well, the current process now, Matt, is that there's uh uh, an election, like a special election, if there's enough time left in the term. Isn't that the, the system yeah. now? Yeah, well, that's still in there. But now the now the board will pick. Yeah, the current way it's being done, the president appoints an interim area director. And the president just has that power to do that in the current bylaws. The new way that the new bylaws, draft bylaws, say that the an interim area director first is to come from the section coordinators of the area and then the other board area directors that are on the board would vote to put the that person in place as interim that, why would they like restrict it to the section because i'm thinking about 
I mean, there's such a difference in like who's the SCs, like who those people are versus what an area director does. It's not even the same thing. Well, you know what here's I mean? a good question. How many current it. board members were section coordinators before they were board members? <laughs> I have no idea. Any? I can, Was it any of them? I, you know, I don't, I think it's like maybe two. I, I know Chad was. Chad was Oklahoma section coordinator before he was area director. Okay. Um, Layden was not. I was not. Bruce, Gary, he's been on the board for so long. I don't know. We can go back and get that information. Uh, I don't know about five, six, seven, or eight. So I'm not sure. So just Chad I, for I, sure. I believe Ted Murphy mentioned on a podcast that he was previously a section coordinator. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it seems weird to handcuff it to that, but it makes more sense if if you think that the, the next president of USPSA is not going to be part of the BOC cabal, um, then it would make more sense why they would make that change. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Well... I it only makes why. sense to me viewed yeah. it through that lens. <laughs> if I look at it like that, it makes perfect sense yeah so i mean like hey they're just doing what bruce one laid out that they were going to do so yeah no it's 100 percent uh i guess i'll go next real quick while we're there i got something that'll tee off onto this good the um i don't know why they're they're wanting to appoint a section coordinator and if it does come to none of the section coordinators want it It'll go to a nominating committee. So a nominating committee of the board of directors there, the area there, they nominate someone to take that office. And then there would be an interim area director. They would serve until this special election. Or if there's less than two years, they would be it for the rest of the term. I think something that I tried to get them to put in, but they did not put in there, was required timing of starting of a special election. No, they're not going to put that in there. Nope. <laughs> I tried to get them to put that special elections will happen within, I think I said, 30 days of a person vacating office. There's mechanisms in place where USPSA can turn in all, like they can get the number, they could do it right away. It's super Wait, fast. Okay, so they have an election service already on retainer they pay for. When they could do they this leave office? August 24th. And when will the next president take office, do you reckon? <laughs> do you want my honest answer right now? No, I want you to fucking lie. Well, it'll probably be October of next year before the new president is in office. <laughs> <laughs> Which is neither timely or anything like that. And you're assuming that there'd be a runoff. Yeah, there's 100% going to be a run. Well, unless they crater it even more so than they have right now, and then no one wants to run for president. There will be a runoff, 100%. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and if no runoff, the next president will take office in what, like August? August. Yeah, August. Oh, it's only a year. That's no big deal. It's very timely, right? <laughs> All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Wanzik, what, what, what are you looking at? Anything else? Yeah, I mean, I was looking at uh, certain things that changed or removed or yes. edited. So definitely, like, the purpose I was talking about was uh, shortened. So it was originally six, and now it's five. And then another section that was a big change was Article 7, for sure. And then 
one thing okay, that hold was. Hold on. What, what, what are we talking about? Article 7, that change that you want to discuss? So, a lot of the things about the president and the board of director things has changed a lot. So, so the for, president, what are you seeing? Uh, so, for example, like the president, I think it was this um, one conversation I had with my area director a while ago was my question was like, what's the intention behind of all these changes? And then definitely one of the reason was due to, you know, previous president for sure, in which I agree, it's a fine reason. But now the bylaws about the president is changing a lot. And then there's more of border director um, involved in it. And one thing that was really spotting me was the salary for the position shall be determined and made public. Wait, wait, this is not the section. Uh, to determine by board of the directors. Mm -hmm. And I've, I mean, I don't know if there's actual uh, like statement from board of directors, how much it's going to be, but I heard like from podcasts and stuff saying the, yeah, money salary for the president being extremely low compared to before. Well, Not even in, in fairness, the president's going to have a lot less responsibilities in, in some respect. That too. So the president, now, the big change is the president's not going to have any re re employees reporting them directly, Matt. That's correct, yeah. But then a lot of mandatory travel. Yep. What actual powers will the president have under the new bylaws? Uh, they'll have like single signing authority for checks and stuff like that. But that's at the authority of the board, which the board has already always had. The board always had the authority to do all this. They, but yeah, they again, what what is the president going to do all day? Like, what's his actual job? What does he do? Under Because like right now, the president, well, like currently the president runs the organization on some level, right? Yeah. What, like, what exactly does that mean? Uh, the director employees report to the president currently. Mm -hmm. uh, manages the day-to-day -day office stuff, I think. So if there was a, an employee that's a problem, what can the president do about that? President can fire him. Ah, and yeah. So like, so the, the big change here is like right now, like, uh, like let's say there's a USPS employee, like say Jake or try, I mean, just give examples. Like there's front, like public, facing your PSA employees. There's yeah, Fred. Yeah, that people deal with. Yeah, Fred, whatever. Yeah. Or uh, Tom, whoever Tom, the hell. Yeah. Um, if, like, if that employee is misbehaving, not performing, the president can uh, you know, address that situation. So the members have some control in a, in a somewhat direct sense over the organization, over the employees. So if they're like, hey, this is a problem, that's a problem, whatever, they can put somebody in office to solve that problem. Yeah, currently right? they can under the currently current they can. Yeah. Right. And now, like under this change, like this is this is what I think people don't really get. Like when when uh, the board, I mean, with under these proposed bylaws, what the board's doing is they're taking away the member's ability to smoke USPS employees that are are misbehaving. Like, and then all I would say as far as a comment like this, if you interact with USPSA employees, be it, you know, Tom or Jerry or Jake or Troy, as an example, just think like, do you feel like this person 
feels the need to be nice to you or polite to you? Do you think this person feels like that they work for you? You know, or do you Depends feel like on who you are? <laughs> yeah, it does kind of depend on who you are. But it's like, I don't think that situation is going to get better um, when they know, when that person knows, like, they're kind of like, they're protected. I think that's driving a lot of this. And uh, that's included in the Bruce One memo, of course, that uh, USPSA employees ask for this change. You know, the the irony of this as well is this is... This is not new. We formerly had an executive director and the the very the, the last executive director had a, a laundry list of problems. All right. I know I was going to bring this up. I'm so yeah. glad you did. So now they're changing the title to managing director. But um, <laughs> right, but it's going back to the executive director thing. And I think people have short memories like they do at, at on the back end of that chick, Kim, uh, so she was a USPSA employee for a long time. She was made executive director. Probably she was promoted above her head, above her capabilities, because she was like a secretary or some shit for a long time. She filled some shoes that she couldn't fill. There was some personal problems. There was weird sex stuff going on between her and other USPSA people. So when the time came, they had to get rid of her. There, it was lawsuit time. It was a big problem. It was a big problem. And they were eager to shift to be like, ah, we can't really just cleanly fire this person because they're an employee. It'd be way better to be able to sack this person by voting. So they were eager to shift away from that system. All right. Uh, and also, like, again, on go fast, don't suck. Uh, the Area 7 director currently, Lee Cabana, he went on there and he, he explained exactly this. I mean, he said, hey, I was before my time on the board, but they got so they got a new president coming in Foley who had business experience, which I laughed about because uh, Foley is a box packer for Shooters Connection. And I imagine like what would happen if one of the pro shop box packers became president of USPSA. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh, they've got business experience. I'd be like, no, oh, that motherfucker like packs boxes and ships them out like they don't know. Sh whatever. Like, I guess to a USPSA board member, that's business experience. But uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, to your point, Tyler, yes, they like they I have mean, very short memories about this. That That's the irony here, though. We started with an executive director. She was a problem. She was impossible to get rid of. So what did they do? They reorganized or they restructured the organization in order to create an executive president who ran the organization. They they canned her. Foley was the guy. And now we're back. We're, <laughs> it's it's. An executive director all over again. Who who's to say? You know, the buck stops with the board. It always has. You look at at the old bylaws, not the draft. The old, the ones we're currently operating under. They have always had the responsibility and the mandate to drive the agenda of the organization to to uh, promote the sport. They're the real power brokers, at least according to the bylaws. Uh, then and now, it's who is to say who's going to trust that the executive director is going to be the right pick? Does anyone have any any confidence in them to let's who's even to say, say they can't hire Foley as exec as managing <laughs> director? <laughs> I think that's highly unlikely, but they could. Right, Tyler, it's I want to read possible. a comment. I want to read a comment that was made on on my Facebook page. 
Um, in response to these bylaw changes, and this guy says, these changes are right and proper, fixing the Foley power grab. What's your reaction? Tyler, you're shaking your head no, like that's an idiotic comment. Foley abstained on all these votes. There's only three people on the current board that voted for this. Bruce Wells, Bruce Gary, and Sherwin Greenfield. They voted right, but, to change that to the But it wasn't, it wasn't power a grab. grab. They, they handed it to him. Yeah, they handed right, exactly. it to him. Yep. They changed the bylaws. It wasn't a power grab at all. I mean, they, and there is, there is, I should bylaws. tell you, this comment, which is, it's a, it's an ignorant comment, frankly, but it did get a like. It got a like from Leighton Uthausen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Foley, Foley represents a failure of the board. They voted in lockstep with him 100%. since 2016. It Only was, when he became a liability to them politically did they feel they needed to do anything. It was a Didn't. mutually beneficial arrangement for a long time. They were all sure. fundamentally rowing in the same direction sure. the whole time. Foley sure. took all the heat. And it, I can't I can't tell you how many people have asked me, hey, Ben, now that Foley's gone, are you going to like change your involvement with USPSA? And it's just like people don't get it. Like Foley was just the front man. That's all he was. It's been the board the whole time. So it, they, they can't have it both ways. They can't both have, have followed him in lockstep and rubber stamped everything he pushed for both of his terms up until his termination and, you know, scapegoat him after the fact. Well, I mean, they can because there's people well, have short memories. <laughs> but but that, the Foley uh, administration is a failure of the board. And what the board is telling us is that, trust us, we will pick the person to, to set USPSA on the right track. Well, the reason so, they're saying trust us is because they explicitly don't trust you. They oh, don't. Sure. I mean, and fundamentally, I did want to talk about this, so I'm going to get into it. These guys don't understand, like, the core promise of, like, what... Uh, this org like an organization like this should be run like like the democratic part of it, the vote on the direction you want it to go. Like the idea that everybody has in their head is like, oh, okay, Foley's out. There's going to be a new president. We're going to vote for who that person is. They're going to maybe want to do things differently. You know, it's not going to be a one man show, but they're going to have a political mandate from the membership. They'll get in there. They're going to cut deals with the board. They're going to push it the direction they want it to go. It's like people don't get it. Like that's not on the menu. The current board is not cool with that. The idea that they're going to let you elect whoever you want with like whatever viewpoint you choose, and they're going to put that person in there and work with them and let them kind of push it a little bit the direction that the members want it to go, it's not going to happen. That's not who these guys are. That's not just not the way it's run, fundamentally. Yeah, you know, I think they've made it blatantly obvious that they don't trust us by the changes that they're making to the role of the president. Right, you know, and that was they, before they—that they, they, was before right. Bruce One wrote it down, and then they—they like, yeah, that's right. a good idea. Send it to the lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't—they yeah. don't trust us of who we're going to vote in as president. That's, no, they that's don't. That's the bottom line. <laughs> they ex Matt, and and they'll say so out loud. Yes, <laughs> <They> absolutely. <will. laughs> Matt, are are you having any direct contact with USPSA's lawyer or lawyers, or is that being filtered through a either a committee or an individual board member? It's all filtered through one individual. The president, as I, sus as I yeah. suspected. Mm, okay. 
man. All right, Frank. Yeah, I, I find that, that that's an issue. The uh, the lawyers should be speaking at the board meeting, not for nothing. Whenever we have an issue in my club and we need to get a lawyer involved, the lawyer is actually at the board meeting. We have him come down and everyone gets to ask him questions and get his opinion. You know, the, the fact that the lawyer is only going through one person, that's a serious problem. Yeah, it makes it when you're like, hey, the lawyer says we have to change these things. Then it's like, well, you never really know if that's the case or not. Exactly. Because uh, I have to be honest with you, Matt. I don't any of these board members, based on what I've seen the last few months, none of these guys know how to tell the truth. I'm just going to say that. I'm like, sure they say that about they, me, too. So you know, I know, but they've been caught out <laughs> lying a bunch. I mean, I mean, a lot by me, but like. Other people, too. I mean, I've gotten so many things. Hey, I talked to my AD about this, and they lied to me. It's like, yep. Like, uh, that's how it's going. Like, yep. That's that's the way it's been going. All right, Frank, let's get the next uh, next topic. Keep it moving. Uh, so I got a, a few things here that, that, I, that I also noticed. Uh, one <laughs> was, to in order to run for area director, um, you now have to be a life member of USPSA in order to even run to get on the ballot, where previously, in order to serve as an area director, you had to become a life member. What's the point of that, Matt? What's the what is the reason? So here's here's my take on the conversations of that was you need to have some skin in the game beforehand. Well, what's the difference if you're a life member or just a annual or three year or whatever? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean that's, that's kind of no, what I really it was pointless. it was from my recall of that we talked about that really early on in this and it was kind of figured out that everybody was in agreement that life should be a, you should be alive before you even request it. <laughs> okay. It, so hold on. Okay. So I'm going to go into something on this. Also, <laughs> there's a change in the air requirements to be an area director that you have to be a certified range officer. Now. <laughs> yeah. I said they were, I I've talked about this on the pod. Yeah. I don't think you were on, but um, it's just like, I, I said, like, you got, like, the RO thing doesn't mean shit. Like, and, and it's so proof. Like, you ran against a guy, like, you ran an election against Don Rush, who's yep. a professional range officer, been doing yes. nationals for, like, 20 years, right? I don't know and how long, a, but yeah. Yeah, you're not a certified range officer, nope. and you crushed him. Like, yeah. like it's well, like the, the So here's fit. the excuse they're using. They're like, how can someone that's not a range officer vote and vote on changing the rules i don't know how'd you pull it off matt how'd you do it uh i read the rule book <laughs> so i know the rules it being certified doesn't mean you don't know the rules yeah being certified doesn't mean that you do know the rules exactly yeah, I, i've actually found correct. that to be the case as well yeah <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> oh man fantastic um so and the other thing i have real quick Yes. Uh, question for Matt. Why are we changing it to three quarters of the board approval in order to change the bylaws instead of two thirds? Uh, once good. you climb yeah. once you climb on the roof, you pull up the ladder behind you to make sure nobody else comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want they want to make it here, my opinion of what I've heard in the meetings, they want to make it where there's you can't get a couple people on the board and then have them change the organization like the current board is doing. So they wanna they wanna lock in all their changes for the future. Yep. And this is guys who again have been changing the bylaws on the regular. Every single all year. The time. Every single Not year. Not as extensively as this, but whenever no. they felt like it. Jesus. Yeah. Uh Mr. Kim, tell me yes. something good, man. 
uh, uh, still the president stuff. Uh, if anybody yes. look at the president, uh, the original one, there was only five bullet points, five sections, and now I'm seeing nine. And I was getting curious where the pattern is going. So basically the purpose, like one of the most important sector of USPSA, like the purpose is now getting less, but more reinforcement for people who can potentially have power is getting a lot more bullet points now. Mm -hmm. And I was just curious. Uh, I mean, this is just all hypothetical, but I was researching how many words on the document that says board of director. Oh, it was pretty interesting. Just 100 words from now, it's 120 words in the draft. Mm -hmm. And I was just going through a couple of those. Basically, 20, 20 words of board of director was added. And I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why how, how I found now the salary is set by the board of directors in terms of president. And I'm seeing the, of course, the area director has been a full elected position by the members. But now we have a lot more regulation to be able to be an area director. So the options are going to be more narrow for us to, for us members to vote area director and also president as well. So the pattern for me has been pretty clear to get the power out of the members and put the power into the corporation. Hey, again, not a shareholder, buddy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I truly believe in order to be able to be a great country or organization, the member serving organization or the country won't work. The government serving the people will work because government serving the people and people will make good work. And like South Korea, the government serves people and the government became really good. Great, great country. Now, in order to be able to have our organization, USPSA, great, I really think the power, or I should say member focus has to happen. The government or the organization serving the member, not the other way around. And as I am seeing over here, a lot of the members power, which is, yeah, we have better elections before and actually appointing people that people uh, vote for, now it's going to be very narrow and narrow and narrow and members are losing power. There we go. Yeah. All right. Tyler, there, you got, got something else? Yeah, well, I want to tag on to Juan Six's point there. It seems like, you know, there's a growth in the bureaucracy of our organization. That's typically not a good thing. Um, you know, the more bureaucratic, the less democratic. Now, of course, they will say and proponents will say that uh, these are to modernize, standardize, bring into line, fiscal responsibility, fiduciary duty, all the buzzwords they will use to defend. Oh, God, but yes. I'm going to jump do, off this. This is good. I, I do sense there, there's a huge bureaucratic growth here. And I'd like to reference uh, the iron law of bureaucracy, which states essentially there are two kinds of people. There are people in an organization devoted to the ideals and the purposes of the organization itself. The second set of people are the people devoted to uh, either growing or sustaining the, the power of the organization, um, the, 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 bu the bureaucracy within the organization. And it's pretty clear to me, and it says that 
the corollary is that eventually the second set of people will always uh, push out and outnumber the the first set of people, and uh, it seems to be at play That's here. That's clearly happened. Like they, I think they'd completely pushed out everybody, and then they got one dude on the board who's uh, thinks differently. Uh, but I, this does this does remind me of. You, you always hear the refrains like they should run it like a business. Uh, you do hear that a lot. Um, and and your area director, Bruce Six, as we call him, uh, he, as many of the other ones did, he went on Go Fast, Don't Suck. And I got to listen to him. And it, it was very telling. He got an open-ended question. He's like, and, and the reason I bring this up is, number one, to make fun of him. Number two, because he's going to run for president. Um, and number three, because he's already on the board. So it's like it kind of hits on all these levels. Um, he got an open-ended question, like, hey, what do you want to do in the next five or 10 years for USPSA? You know, where do you want to take it? He's like, yeah. well, I believe the organization needs to be financially secure. I believe the organization is financially secure, but could it be better? I believe so. So basically, it's like, we need to make sure we have enough money, which we have, but we just want to have more money. That's where he's at. Like, and I, ha I have to tell people, like, the, the run it like a business crowd like as far as a business is concerned, like if I'm just looking at USPSA as a way to make money, it's not a challenge. You'd have to be totally inept to screw this up. Like from a business perspective, they, they get three bucks every time you go shoot a match with a classifier in it, you're paying member dues. It's not a big, it's not a big ask of you. So people don't mind paying the money, but on their end, it accumulates quickly. It doesn't cost that much money to administer classifiers, put out front site. Like there's from a business perspective, there's basically no way to fuck this up. Even if the organization had some catastrophe happen and they got sued into oblivion. You would just set up another organization and then reaffiliate all the clubs with that one. It would be not a problem. Like on a business perspective, on a from from just a dollars and cents point of view, there's no issue here. There's nothing to talk about. And if that's like if that's Bruce Six's vision, like that's he's that's why I call these people the midwit cabal. Like they don't. Yes. Like yes. it's it's idiotic. There's Run no it. there's no business challenge here. Like you got, you guys are in a position where you you don't need to worry about money. The money, most of the money you get is just like you can spend it on whatever you want. Or you could do like crazy stuff, like like hey, we're gonna commission like uh, you know a little TV show or you know to promote USB, whatever they want to do. They they could do all sorts of stuff. Uh, I mean, the the there's no business challenge here at all. And anybody what? telling you that is telling you they don't understand business. That's really what they're saying. Well, yeah, that <laughs> you're, you're, you are preaching right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the run it like the business crowd. They they are. That is the great midwit creed. Like if it's a politician, well, anyone who promises to run it like a business, well, they got my vote. That's why, like the business <laughs> man, politics is so popular. It's like, it's like it's yeah, because like, I fucking love Facebook. And, and I love and, the airlines. I love all these 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 businesses. Like, They're great the like, way they treat me. Run it like, like that. In in fairness, I understand. I think what they mean, like on an intuitive level, is hey, let's be responsible financially, and let's like make sure you know we keep the lights on. I think that's what they intuitively think. Yeah, but that's not what you're saying when you're saying run it like a business because it is fundamentally different 
running a business versus running a volunteer-driven sport, an organiza- a member-driven sport. It is fundamentally different. Right. We are not I mean, customers. Right. A nonprofit is not the same thing as a business. Right. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, what I'm saying is these guys have so much money coming in that they can hire the most mediocre people and pay them six figure salaries. And it's not a problem financially. And that tells you all you need to know, frankly. Like there's not a there there's not there's not a a serious danger fiscally to the organization. There's unless they mismanage it. Like, honestly, that it's. It's not real. Like that's no, it's it's silly. not. I mean, shit is what's, silly. What's going to happen if they overspend at a nationals one year? <laughs> they have they have plenty of cash. It doesn't they matter. Pull money out of the investment accounts and put it in the checking account. Oh, there so we wouldn't we wouldn't go bankrupt if if everyone no. had a meal at nationals? Nope. Like I, <laughs> there's <laughs> Jesus. All right, all right. Let's uh let's keep it moving. Uh, Matt, do you have something else to add? Well, I just want to address the fact that there's some people going around saying that these bylaws are the same bylaws from when it was a thousand members run out of someone's garage. It wasn't. You mean Sherwin's saying that? Yeah, Sherwin well, said he's that. A I've heard other, he's a pathological liar is what well, I should say. I'm just going to address it. These bylaws are not the same bylaws from then. They literally changed the bylaws last year and the year before that. In 2016, they changed it from an ED to a president. So these are not 20-year-old, 30-year-old bylaws. They've literally changed them every year since then. So why are they changing them now is a question I would ask. We already know that. They're doing it to hose you. Like, they wrote it down. Yeah. They wrote it down. Like, yeah. And then you, and you might recall, Matt, I made a video for YouTube, and I loudly accused them of a conspiracy. A bunch of them came out and denied it. Then some proof came out. Then they didn't have a whole lot to say. Then Bruce yeah, they're not denying it anymore, up. are they? No, they're not. They're not. They didn't have a lot to say after that. That was like Bruce wrote like that five-page you know thesis paper about how wrong I was and horrible I was, only to be blown out by his own words. It was it was poetic, really. It was funny. All right, Mr. Kim. Let's yes. keep it moving. So, yeah, one, one funny thing uh, I'm starting to think is, so first of all, like we kind of talked about um, the money side and all, but the thing is the the original purpose and original organization, basically, yes, the money is as the used as a tool to fulfill the purposes. So meaning they, they use the money or they need money, I guess, to promote, to educate, to train all the purposes they listed. Uh, but now the money was a tool. Not money wasn't the p- focus over here. The purpose doesn't say really anything about money itself. Now <laughs> the new article three, the purpose in the draft, like the fourth one, it says to raise money, to raise money to enable the corporation to pay. Now, like this is pers- basically changing the focus of the organization to from serving the people for serving the member with the money that make they make to they want to make money and then the fifth part of the purpose the fifth bullet point is says to engage in such activities as are necessary as necessary if we think about that means if there's no money in it 
it's not necessary because the purpose of the organization is becoming money rather than the members. So the organization is trying to like focus on the tool rather than actual core purpose, which is members to educate, to provide service. Yeah. Yes, this sounds sounds pretty different than American society or the democracy. Whereas the government needs money to serve people. But now if it's reversed, yes. Yeah. I can smell North Korea here. Yeah. Let's made it blatantly obvious that the members really don't matter. Remember, we're members, not shareholders. <laughs> so what, what we say really doesn't matter. Much and if them. you're critical, then you're a howler monkey. And then yeah. you, by definition, don't matter. If you're giving them a handy, then you're, you know, you're cool. But if you have a criticism, you become a howler monkey and then they just pretend you don't exist. It's great. Uh, Frank, you had other stuff to say? Uh, I think we covered most of it, but I do want to say that um, I think the comment section uh, that they put out, I, it's to me, it seems pointless. I'm not even going to bother sending any comments in because it's going to be irrelevant. They're going to do what they want to do. I think the, they're going to vote on this. I think the vote's going to be probably eight to one. In my opinion. <laughs> that'd be a pretty good guess. I think that'd be a pretty good guess. So, you know, no matter what we put out there, no matter how much we criticize these, these bylaws and these changes, we're wasting our time. No, you, really. you're, I'm telling you, like Lee Cabana's losing sleep right now. <laughs> like he's getting the shit kicked out of him by you. Like, and he knows you're running it. Like, yeah, these guys are losing sleep over this. It's annoying them. It's not. It's not pointless. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going to do what they're going to do. But uh, it's good to have the conversation with them. I think they need to publish the comments. <laughs> yeah. that no, I, be... I think I think they I like should that. publish yeah. the comments. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't they didn't they they're, say they're going to have a 30 day waiting period before they vote? Yeah, we're in that right now. And I, I, one guy from Area 2 told me he asked them to uh, vote. And this I thought was interesting. They should vote on the uh, changing the, the uh, required threshold for bylaw changes. They should vote on that separately first and then vote on the other stuff. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it'll be – I think we should do a piecemeal. Because there's some changes like 16.2 change that oh, I yeah, think are really, about really good. Was that the equipment yes. one? That's the equipment one, yeah. Yes. Okay, I did want to talk about that because that's actually, you're right. That is, they, I think the flashlight thing, they took so much shit for. They did. They've they been, they were changing shit. the, they were changing the rules so fast, so furiously that like it, it, it had to get to the point of comedy for them to get lit up in, and actually change things. And this, it's actually it's a good way to 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 shit on Leighton again, because like when he went on uh, Go Fast Don't Suck, he got asked like, "Hey, what about the flashlight bylaw change or the flashlight rule change? Was that cool?" Or, and he's like, "No, nah, that was fine. No problem." He was just like, "No problem. Nothing wrong with it. The rule itself, the timing of the change, the nature of the change, all of it, good to go." That's what Leighton said. It was like he, he didn't realize like, "Hey, dum dum, you're changing the bylaws to fix that." Like, this should be a good time for you to say, yeah, that wasn't great. We're, we're changing that in the bylaws. But uh, he, he couldn't think on his feet to understand what he was actually doing, which, again, I, it, it makes me. Yeah. Should we go over it or let people read it? No, no, go over it. Talk about it. So 
basically it used to be, say where they could change rules as long as it made stuff more available to be used within the divisions. Okay, okay. But so that, they couldn't be uh, they, more they restricted. They put in that by that bylaw change went in what, like four years ago? Uh, right after Foley. So probably right. 2016, 2017. That was when they adopted the strategy of like, hey, we're going to get more members to make yep. more money. And yep. by doing it, we're going to loosen equipment rules and we're going to change the bylaws so that as long yep. as we're loosening the equipment rules, we can do it as and when we feel like. Yeah, correct. Yes. It was all part of a strategy. That wasn't something that was there from like 1980. Like no, that was that was that was within the recent era. Yes, say. that was when they adopted this strategy to make more money. Yeah, that was it was also immediately after Hammergate. Hammergate. Yeah, someone got. I mean, immediately for an, an illegal hammer. Right. The and, then, and, and then Troy's about like, it. Troy said, this rule's unenforceable. Like, so Troy. Yeah. So a guy got caught with an illegal hammer. The RO took enforcement action. And you're saying that the rule's not actually enforceable? Like, it seems self-defeating what yeah, you're that, saying. That, 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 was, that, was, that was the hilarity back back then that that by enforcement of the rule, we demonstrate the rule is unenforceable. <laughs> yeah. Yay, for logic. Yay. And then they had to change the bylaws to fix that. Right. Logic is not one of Troy's uh, strong, I'm not sure what his strong suits are. Maybe belligerence so, uh, and hard-headedness. Yeah. So they took out the loosen restriction. They took out the two-year restriction. Now there's a timeline that August, I think it's what, August 1st, Rules Committee has to present the rule changes to the Board of Directors. And then the Board of Directors will talk and consult with people and say, should we even put this to the membership? Does this make sense? And then the members have a 90-day uh 90 day comment, comment period. period. Yep. So the howler monkeys can howl for 90 days. Yep. And then the board will have one month to vote on it. And then all rule changes will go into effect on January 31st. And there will be no more changes until the next cycle of that the next year. Except, so, I mean, excess, except for federal laws. I have to say that's, that's a, a big improvement. And it is... Like I said, it is comical that even Layton was too dumb to realize that they were improving things and he just towed what he thought the company line was. It's like, no, there's no problem. So it's like, no, the company line's different now, Layton. It's, mm-hmm. You're supposed to say we're fixing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least there's a process now. At least we have a process. I mean, at least, you know, <laughs> the, the members, in theory, will, will have an opportunity to come. Yeah, they will. I mean, that's how we wrote it. Hopefully they will. There's no there's no there's no things in there that say that, well, you can just vote on it to pass it early. There's no, I don't know, workarounds or anything that people can do about that. So But yeah, yeah. to 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 your earlier bigger point, I, I agree with you. I, I think they should address these changes individually or piecemeal or by sections because well, then they things- might not all happen. Tyler. Exactly. Well, I know why. Yeah. I, I know why. I'm agreeing with that, that I, that's how it should happen, because these things are so widely different. You've got some good stuff in there. You've got some 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 not good stuff in there. Um, if it is to be tailored to get the right result, to get the right situation, the right uh, structure, wouldn't you want a more a scalpel instead of a sledgehammer? 
I mean, if you want to make wise changes, yes, you want to scalpel. If you want to like make sure, if you're Sherwin right now, and you're going to make sure that this shit happens so your buddy Jake can't get fired by a potentially hostile president, yeah. then you're going to do it differently. I mean, I know why Congress passes omnibus bills. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> USPSA I, is basically <laughs> like a Congress. We're, we're, and, oh. <laughs> and here's a fun thought exercise for you, Tyler. If we had political parties, which party would they be? And which party would be? <laughs> you know that. That's good. That, <laughs> that's uh, that's something for the people out there to consider. Yes, <laughs> yes, that would be yeah. something that's... to consider. I do have one question I want to put out there. How does this affect the club matches, guys? Because a lot of people listening, like this, seems. I mean, on the to- on the very first thought of it, it it would it li- it probably does not affect club matches at all, right? That's, like that's if what if, if any one of us five are going to go shoot a match this weekend, does it affect that match at all? No, not no. in not in short terms. No, yeah, you're right, Kim. Over the long, if you've been around for a while, like I've seen a big change in the culture, the stages, and how USPSA has run in the last five years. It has not been positive. The board that we have has greenlit cheating. They've greenlit like shitty, lame stages, and they've made it harder to. Maybe not. Yeah, kind of like PCC is in some ways complicated designing interesting stages um, just because you have like a competing like you have different weapon like types of guns fundamentally. So it's difficult to make stages that uh, kind of are a good challenge for everybody. Like and what I've seen as far as club matches on the ground now, pretty much pretty much what I see from most matches, it's like you keep the gun mounted. The targets are relatively close, and you slow walk through a stage, smashing targets while you keep your gun mounted. That's pretty much what USPSA has turned into in many respects. Like, for the most part, that's what I see. And it didn't used to be that way. It used to be more interesting. It used to be more dynamic in a lot of respects. Um, There's been some positive stuff in the last few years. I'm not going to pretend there hasn't been. But, like, these, these changes take years to work themselves out. And it all kind of starts at the top and trickles down. And if we had uh, if we had management in there that was like making nationals the most interesting, the you know, the best run, the tightest, you know, adherence to the rules and all that, that it could possibly be. And over the you know, course of a few years, that kind of trickles out to other matches because you have guys like, you know, the most involved guys like the Frank, the Frank guys, like like those guys go to nationals. They see what it is and they bring that back to their club whether they intend to or not. It's just the way things work. And that's why it's honestly, things have degenerated in, in many respects for the last few years, because from the top down, like these guys don't give a fuck about like the, the sporting element of this. This is about, you know, money, power control. Like, I don't even understand what's motivating a lot of this. Like from these guys, like Matt, these guys aren't making money off this. No, no one is. It's just it's money. It's 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 power control like uh, I think it's ego power shit. and and uh, the title probably to say that they're an area director. These they don't understand. No one gives a fuck about them. Like, here's a good example. So like of all the people running for president, there's quite a few of them. Steve Moneypenny is one of them. Yeah. Pro, a guy that probably nobody's heard of. I've, I've met him. I've shot with him. He's he's a fine guy. I don't have a, a beef with Steve. Do I do I think Steve is the man to uh, battle the midwit cabal on behalf of the members? No, I do not. Uh, I don't think he's equipped to handle this stuff. But he's not a bad guy. Interestingly, 
I mean, he has like a Facebook page, Steve Moneypenny for USPSA president and like, you know, 12 likes. It's not going anywhere. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just describing that like this, this campaign's dead in the water. But you have three former area directors fighting his cause for him. Like Linda Chico, Kyle Ferris, and Chuck Anderson. They're all like in the tank for this guy. They're trying to make it happen to make this guy president. And I'm yeah. like, I'm reading all this bullshit they're writing about it. It's like, no one gives a fuck about you guys. When's Former the last time directors, any of those four people have actually shot a USPSA? Movie? Well, there's that. But it's like, it's like no one cares what the area directors think, really. I mean, just, you know, just by virtue of them being an area director, no one cares what they think. They're just... They're just in that job. And once they're out of that job, they're going to go back to being irrelevant. They don't – I don't think they really realize that. Or maybe they, maybe that is what they realize. I don't know. We've All got right. two area elections next year, so. We do. And Frank is running. Yep. Yes, I am. Frank in Area 7. Bill Goldbold is in Area 4. Did he turn in his paperwork yet? Or he yeah, won? he's got it. <sighs> That's – and he's a – that, that would be fun to have him on the board because he's an actual sure. lawyer. That would be awesome. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they would love that. Oh. Like, you need to talk to legal counsel about this. You'd be like, no, I am my legal counsel. It'd be so good. It'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> that would make them nuts. Uh, I have one other thing to say. Maybe you guys want to chime in on this. I've been getting a lot of messages, a lot of support. People really appreciate what we're doing. They appreciate what I'm doing because I've been – I've been beating the shit out of these guys on the internet for the last few months. Obviously, I'm enjoying myself. And people are saying like, hey, yeah, like keep fighting, keep fighting for us. We want you to fix this. We can't fix this for you guys. They're, like we can't. Like this is like, honestly, the members, you guys have to make some noise about this. You have to inform other people. This stuff is complicated. Like, I mean, the real issue we have here is like, if you're a, if you're low information on this stuff, you're likely to just kind of be like, yeah, whatever the board's doing sounds good. The more information you have, the more you know, the longer you've been around, uh, the the more you dig into this stuff, the more you understand. Like, ah, yeah, the board's not really looking out for me. So it's like informing people, letting them know what's going on. Like that that cannot be done just by just by us on the internet. Like you're going to have to fight this cause as well if you think it's important. We can't fix it for you. And that's what we hear. I'm hearing a lot of that from the area three people, Matt. They're like, hey, Matt's on the board, so we're good. Yeah, I still want to hear comments, though. I still want to hear feedback. Or how about this? Send it to the other area directors, too, to annoy them. Like, just yeah. because you live in area three doesn't mean that you can't, like, uh, you know, <laughs> give some pointed feedback to the other area directors. Like, yeah, why not? good. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, I had one area three direct like member email in. They're like, of course, you already know, but oppose this. I'm like, thank you for your feedback. We need to get at least comments still coming in. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the sad thing and and uh, I'm coming from a, a perspective where I don't in, in no way, shape or form. Do I feel like my interests are represented by my own area director? <laughs> I believe I, we could be more financially well, stable. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to slam Bruce. You know, we're friendly when we see each other, but I, I, I have taken concerns of mine to him before. I know they weren't. Oh, come on. Let's talk about the Facebook poll. Talk about <laughs> yeah. the Facebook poll. <laughs> you want to take about, about the Facebook poll? So back when the production changes were happening um, on the area six unofficial Facebook page, 
the one with high volume traffic, uh, one of the moderators put up a poll uh, saying whether they supported the changes or not. And it was overwhelmingly, I think it was, I think the ratio was seven to one or eight to one opposed. And Bruce was on there. Essentially, he, he alleged that the poll was tampered with, that the yeses were higher uh, the day before. Um, he, he got roasted pretty hard on that. But, and uh, what, what's amazing is the other he, – he actually voted no on those changes. You guys twisted his arm into being, I think, the one no vote. And what, what – I mean, it shouldn't shock me. It, it doesn't shock me anymore. But it, it, anyway, at the time it did, none of the other area directors took a cue from that. They weren't just like, hey, if all the Area 6 production shooters hate this, well, they probably don't like it in my area either. You know what I mean? I don't think – like it's probably not – all that geographically limited, you know? They heard from people in person and took that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I that, was that was mentioned that. too. That was mentioned too, way back when. So that's that's a, a consistent theme. But yeah, I mean, it's it ought not be the case that I know that I'm going to have to go outside my area <laughs> and contact Matt in order to have my interests represented, you know, the way I would do it if, if I were sitting in the room, if someone asked me, Hey, what, what's feeling this? That's what, that's what a representative is for is to, you know, to, to represent, <laughs> to, to state your argument for you. That's the definition. But, uh, you know, it's sad that, that I would have to contact Matt in area three to feel like anyone at all is making, uh, certain concerns and viewpoints heard on this board. That's why it's important that, you know, th this is not the real fight, actually. It's, it, it is important that you you comment, you raise your voice, you get involved right now. The real fight will be the entire next cycle of area director elections. 100%. We need, we need new area directors in each area, with the exception of three, period, the end. Well, hold on. I said I want to keep Leighton on. He's super amusing. Okay. I mean, he's seriously funny. Like, that dude amuses the hell out of me. I, like, I love it. I shouldn't say that, but it's it's really true. Um, all right. Anything else to say about this, guys? Or should we call it? Fuck it. All right. Good. Yeah, we're great. <laughs> Email your area directors, guys. This, was this a cracker of a podcast? I feel like it kind of was. Joel's going to approve, I can, I can tell. <laughs>